This is Bentley Manning. And this is Kellen Day. This is an experiment to see what happens when church gets canceled. And we find new ways to connect. This is... This is... This is... Empty Pews. It has been three weeks since we've joined you all for a podcast, and I, for one, am delighted to be back on this episode of Empty Pews. This is Bentley Manning coming to you from Highlands, North Carolina. Hey, y'all. This is Kellen. Great to be back with you. Uh, So, Kellen, we've had a practice of putting out podcasts, you know, once a week, pretty much. Um, That's been our... It's been our goal anyway. Mm-hmm. And that gets only interrupted usually when one of us is on vacation. And we happen to have back-to-back vacations um, at the beginning of March. So we just kind of let the podcast go. I'm sure you all had some episodes to catch up on <laughs> while we, we were away. But we missed you. We certainly missed you. Glad to be back. Um, Kellen, you went to Florida. And you also went to Florida. It, it was nice to have some sunshine I see why people spend a lot of time in Florida. Yeah, it's so beautiful. It's so nice. It's so warm. It's so sunny. It's like, wow. Are people happier in Florida, do you think? I have a theory. Now, this might offend you, Kellen, just given where you're from. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) That people do kind of, they're happier the further south you go towards the equator. Because the sun. Correct. Yeah. I've met some happy lovely people from Michigan, but I think as like a rule, the further south you go, as you get closer and closer to the equator, folks just kind of chill out a little bit. Hmm. I like it better when I'm under the sun. While we were both away, actually just sort of a few days ago, um, we came up on our anniversary of starting this podcast. It has been one year of podcasting, which really means that it's been sort of one year of the pandemic. Um, And I think there's probably a lot we could say about this past year. We've kind of said a lot of things throughout the year, (laughs) as you've noticed on this podcast. Um... But I just wanted to mark that moment in time. Like, hey, we've been doing this for for a moment now. What do you think about that, Bentley? Well, I so what I think, Kellen, is we have been doing this for a year now. And, and uh, it, it both names uh, some sadness and some joy. It's been awesome uh, to have this podcast with you and to uh, connect with our folks in this way. Uh, but it is kind of wild to think that we've been... Uh, separated from you all, the listeners, uh, you know, more or less for a year now. Um, yeah, it's sobering. I'm also mindful that like a podcast for a year, every week, think about how much t- like we've been talking. I know. That's what I've said. But I guess that's as like priests and pastors, like we, that's what we do is we Ministers just- Ministers of the word. We just talk. <laughs> it's part of our job. <laughs> uh, but it's been fun. I mean, you know, during this time I've, feel like a lot of churches have asked the question people have asked you know what have you learned during this time or what are some of the ways that you've adapted uh to the pandemic and and what will you keep going forward uh i i'd like to keep this podcast around going forward i think so i think 
pandemic or not, um, we might be podcasting for a little while. We do have some wonderful listeners, faithful listeners. One of the things that I that I'm just kind of take great delight in is that when I'm walking around and someone will ask me a question that they'll ask based off of the podcast. Yeah, I think in some ways it has been like the tether that has tied us to each other, that has solidified our connection even in distance. So thanks, y'all, for sticking with us, for listening, for being a part of this community. Um, We love you. All right, Kellen, one more thing, just to kind of mark the time. I'd like us just, you know, a little bit of nostalgia looking back to, to include a clip from the first Empty Pews podcast. So listen up, folks. Here's episode one of Empty Pews, just a small little audio clip for you. This is Bentley Manning. And this is Kellen Day. This is an experiment to see what happens when we cancel church. And find new ways to connect. This is... This is Empty Pews. Uh, I'm Bentley Manning. I'm a priest here at Church of the Incarnation in Highlands, North Carolina. And I'm Kellen Day. I am also a priest and I work for Bentley Manning. Uh, and over the past couple of weeks, uh, you all know that the world seems to be falling apart uh, with the coronavirus, the pandemic that we're facing. And over the past couple of days, Kellen and I have put our heads together trying to figure out the best way uh, to reach out to our parish family. And we came up with a podcast because it's a sort of interesting format to share information, but also a way for us to say that we love you. Uh, So we're going to do our best to try to connect with you all uh, through uh, this means of communication, at least for the short term. But to begin with, uh, our worship services, as many of you already know, are going to be suspended for the next two weeks. Wow. I have so much to say, Kelly. There's so much to say. We had no idea. We were super naive. We thought worship was going to be canceled for two weeks. We go on to say in that podcast that, you know, morning prayer will be moved online for two weeks. And, you know, you can call or email us if you need anything. I don't even think we use the word Zoom yet. No, Zoom was not. That wasn't a thing. Not early on. Well, because we thought it was like a two-week gap, right? So for two weeks, we had to figure something out. Oh, man. Also then, like, let's just kind of reflect for half a second. Sure. The sound quality, it's improved. Yeah, I hope, I think it's improved. I also think we were probably (laughs) a little overly scripted at the beginning. Yeah, we sound a little bit nervous. Unsure. Uh Uh-huh, we repeat each other a lot (laughs) throughout the episode. Don't we still, we still kind of do that. We probably do that still. Um... Whew. Yeah, that, that's like a different world. Just kind of naive. I know. Feels like, you know, if we could tell Bentley and Kellen from a year ago what we know now. I wouldn't have wanted to know. I wouldn't have made it. Yeah. I mean, I think part of this thing has been bearable because we didn't know at the beginning that it was going to be... So long. A year and something. Right? Mm. We just just kind of kept plugging along. We're, we're still plugging along. <laughs> we're still trying to plug along. <laughs> and surely we're not, it's not naive now to say that the end is in sight, we hope. Yeah, with those vaccines, I think it's it's coming. There's still more to do, but we're getting closer. 
Yeah, I don't think our timeline is two weeks still. <laughs> anyway, I got tickled, Kellen. I don't know about you. I we well, I do know about you because I saw you as you were <laughs> listening to it. It is funny to listen back to. I was uh, like half laughing, half covering my face in embarrassment. And how about that intro? Oh wow! Yeah, those little beeps. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> little throwback. Thanks for bearing with us as we um, go down memory lane. Yeah, thank y'all. Come and step into my time machine. Spend a little time with me oh, oh, oh. I don't want to miss my chance I just want to do it all over again Come and step into my time machine oh, Alright, Kellen, so a year later uh, we've come up with a pretty, I think, typical kind of pattern to our podcast We spend the first half kind of catching up, checking in Oh, yeah, there's a definitive ritual. Yeah, and then we turn to scripture. (laughs) (laughs) And so, we're you know, um, that wasn't true for the first couple of episodes, but now it's kind of standard practice. And part of that practice is that the person uh, who's not preaching, the celebrant for the Sunday, gets to give uh, an overview. These people are like, yeah, we know how this Yeah, you know how it works. So (laughs) this time it's Kellen's turn. Kellen's going to give us uh, kind of a synopsis of uh, this portion of John's gospel. So this is um, later in the gospel of John, and there's a festival and some Greeks Greeks come up wanting to see Jesus. And the disciples are like, oh, okay. And they go to Jesus and they're like, hey, these Greeks want to see you. And he's like, okay, the hour has finally come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And then he gives this metaphor of a piece of grain falling into the earth that it must fall into the earth and die so that it will bear good fruit. Um, And, you know, kind of goes on to explain that as whoever loses their life will find it. Um, Sort of this string of um, sayings back to back to back. And then the last bit of the passage is a bit about how Jesus's um, own experience of this moment right when he's about to die and be glorified is is hard but he's accepting of it um that's kind of the the gist of it bentley got some thoughts for preaching uh i don't know if i've got all the thoughts yet but just at the very beginning you know this kellen that that first verse uh that we get from the 12th well the 20th verse from the 12th chapter of john uh, jumps out to me um, these folks are headed to worship, right? They're going to worship. Um, and what we hear is that they're a group of uh, Gentiles that want to see Jesus. And I think there's obviously something interesting going on there in John's gospel about this connection between uh, going up to worship at the festival and wanting to see Jesus. So I, that jumps out. I don't know if I've got a whole lot to say about that right now, but that's an exciting part of this gospel. Moment, you want to mention the plaque. Uh, sure. We've uh, had a beautiful little plaque made um, that will go into the pulpit at the Church of the Incarnation, uh, just for the preacher to see. It's not it's not meant to kind of be something for everyone to look at, but it, it just it says these words, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. And it's picking up um, from John's gospel 
this idea that Gentiles have come to experience something new happening uh, in the person of Christ. And I think it's a powerful reminder to whoever climbs up into that pulpit uh, that that's what folks come to church uh, to experience and to see. And um, we're not the only church that would have such a plaque. Uh, There are plenty of churches uh, around the country, Episcopal churches, who have a plaque just like this in their pulpits uh, to serve as a reminder to the preacher that folks come uh, to worship, to encounter, and to see Christ. I guess one thing I noticed in this text is that when the Greeks come and say, we wish to see Jesus, Jesus doesn't just hand himself over to them, right? Like he begins talking about what the next few days are going to look like, right? He talks about his death and his eventual um, ascension and how that will glorify the Father. And then at the end, he sort of says this, you know, that when the Son of Man will be lifted up, he will draw all people to himself. And I feel like it's in that moment that he is giving the Greeks their answer. It's like, you know, when I have died and when I'm raised and ascended, like you will see me, the whole world will see me. Everyone will know um, who I am. And so it's almost just like, Hey, y'all like wait a little bit or, um, or maybe this Jesus that you're wishing to see can't be seen fully quite yet. Kellen, what you're saying reminds me a bit of something I read just the other day. Uh, and the sentiment of what I read was, uh, this, that, uh, most of the things that matter to us that we've committed our lives to are not, um, things that can be proven or kind of put down uh, with a kind of simple formula or argument uh, to prove uh, that they're true, uh, but are of a different order. And I think uh, in this passage, we're invited with the Greeks uh, to commit our lives to something that at first blush might be a bit confusing or unclear, uh, but is certainly something that will reveal itself to us in time and something worthy uh, of our of our hearts and attention. For good reason, maybe the most well-worn metaphor for our faith lives is one of um, journeying, right? Going on pilgrimage, going on a journey. And um, because there's always so much more to see. And in relationship with Jesus, there's always more to see of him. And as we approach, you know, one of the most holy times of year for Christians, Holy Week and Easter, um, you're invited on a very specific journey with Jesus through Jerusalem and to Calvary. So maybe start thinking prayerfully about how you might want to journey through that week and those days um, with your community. Here's a prayer. Almighty and ever-living God, in your tender love for the human race, you sent your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, to take upon him our nature and to suffer death upon the cross, giving us the example of his great humility. 
mercifully grant that we may walk in the way of his suffering and also share in his resurrection. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Well, it's hard to believe that it has been a year now uh, since our first podcast. Uh, As we said earlier in the show, it's been a delight uh, to be uh, with you all in this format and sure do appreciate y'all's listening uh, throughout these weeks. Be on the lookout for Holy Week and Easter service signups in your inbox later this week. Um, We'd love to have you join us for any and all of that. In the meantime, please know and remember that we love you. We miss you. God's peace. Peace.